When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. friends welcome to spiced chaos yep it is a regular sode and don't worry i'm definitely going to do this for all of you because i know that you're waiting for this it's just the two of us (laughs) just the two of us that's right it's just us we've had tons and tons of guests it's been a great great squad celebration for the past few months and now we are back, just the two of us. I know that we did have one um, episode there in the middle that was just us, but I think that was a quick, like, 45-minute kind of episode. Um, mm-hmm. Things have been super crazy in the world and the planner community, and we are excited to get back to just some regular recording and a regular sode and just kind of talking about the stuff that we like to talk about and just hanging out and chatting together and chatting with you guys and, yeah, you know, just... Having a good time here. I am still on vacation, vacaciones. I don't know if that's the way that that's pronounced at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I um, yeah, I I talk on a podcast. That's that's what that's what I do, and I don't do it. I don't do it well. Um, <laughs> but, yes, um, you sure I, you do. I, I have managed to find a quiet place to record, um, considering that there are six of us on this vacation. Woo. Yes, um, two adults and four children, uh-huh. and I touched a little bit um, on the minisode about sort of the beach foibles that we have experienced, <laughs> and um, I have not, since we recorded that minisode, been back to the ocean. Oh, man. Well, hopefully you give it a try. Here you yeah, go. I think that we're going to go back today um, because it's just, uh, I think we're going to go back in the evening when it's not quite so hot outside. Yeah, you were telling me it's, like, uh, as hot as, like, Hades' den there right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, it is, like, um, Satan's butthole outside. <laughs> Let me just put it that way if we're going to get, so like, funny. really, really gross. But, um, yeah, it's super hot outside. Um, and when I say super hot, I know that there are places in our country and in the world that are way hotter than it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, but today at 5 PM, when we are going to go out to the beach, we're going to go out at like five or six because it's not going to be as crowded and it's not going to be as hot, but it's, I mean, it's still going to be hot, but the sun won't be quite as, you know, violent. Um, <laughs> violent. <laughs> um it's still going to be 88 <laughs> degrees outside. It will still Ooh. be, um, 88 degrees. So yeah, we're, um, Man. but we do want to get the kids back out to the beach one more time. And this time we are going to wear shoes. Oh, yes. I think that's a smart call. Yes. So I'm going to wear my shoes this time. So if there's any residual hot, cold sand situation, um, (laughs) then, um, you know, we'll have some shoes on our feet. So hopefully the kids won't ruin their shoes in the sand. And if they do, then when we get back from vacation, we'll just buy new shoes. I mean, that is. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. So but yeah, vacation has been kind of fun. It's been really interesting to try to do a socially distanced vacation. Yeah, I bet. 
because normally when we come on this trip, this is the third year in a row that we have done this particular trip. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Allison and I, um, we both have a boy and a girl and they're very similar in age. Um, they range from five to nine in ages. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we'd like to come to the coast for a week every summer. And we usually, you know, go to the mall and walk around at the mall and we'll take them to the movies. And, um, you know, we go and get ice cream and we do all these things. And seriously, the children haven't seen another soul since we've been here. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's been kind of hard because we have kept them very, very, like, sequestered. And, you know, we've kept them in the condo. And um, they've been playing with the toys that they brought. And they've been playing video games. And then um, when we feel that it's safe for them to go to the pool, um, we try not to go to the pool during times when there's going to be a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I also have this horrible fear of sunburn. Oh, really? Yes. And I know that it stems from when Hannah was a baby and she was super angry. I know we've talked about her anger on the show <laughs> many, many times, Yeah. but I just, I was really afraid when Hannah was a toddler that I would have my angry toddler daughter with a sunburn at the same time. <laughs> Like you just can't handle that. I could not have handled the two things together. So I have yeah. been obsessive about the sun since Hannah was probably one and a half, two years old. Uh-huh. And I know that I should be anyway. Like, yeah, I know that that's the responsible thing for a mom to do is to make sure that her kids don't get sunburned. But, you know, everybody's everybody gets a sunburn at some point in their life. Right. Isn't that kind of like part of life is that you get a sunburn sometimes. Do you remember having sunburns when you were growing up, Caitlin? Yes. My worst sunburn, though, didn't happen until I was an adult. Like, my kids and I both have kind of like an olive complexion. And so we tend to get a little more golden than the sunburn side of things. And so the only time they have really ever had a sunburn in their entire life. And I am fortunate because I don't have to put all of that sunscreen on them. Um, I mean, sometimes I do because I'm, you know, don't want them to get like the UV rays and stuff, but they really don't burn. And so the only time they ever did was when we were in Hawaii and the sun was just so crazy intense there. So that was the only time for us really. Um, but they, the, the sunburn that they got, I mean, Oh man, it was, it was crazy. And listening to my angry daughter <laughs> with a sunburn who was at a more reasonable age at that time. Um, it was definitely hard for sure. So I get that. Yeah. And mine have gotten a little bit of sun on their cheeks mm-hmm. and even just a little bit that Hannah has on her cheeks is making her mad. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, we'll be getting ready to go to bed at night. And she's like, mommy, my eyes hurt. And I'm like, it's just, you have a little bit of sunburn. And she's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. So I was right in my assessment of don't let this child get a sunburn because she <laughs> is not going to be. She's not going to be easy to deal with. So, you know, I have been very careful on all of our beach trips and all, you know, summertime for me is I am very, I'm hyper diligent. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? About like keeping them from, and they don't have the type of skin that burns quickly. Like I do. Oh, okay. That's good. I, I burn very quickly. I mean, like five minutes out in the sun and I start to get kind of red. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, their dad, on the other hand, has nice olive skin that tans in a very lovely way. And my kids 
kind of got their kind of got his complexion and you know they have like lovely golden skin mm-hmm. but they do have little red cheeks and neither one of them seem to be a enjoying the little red cheeks so um (laughs) poor baby yeah I know so it's just we've been real careful about that but last night we went night swimming and we could tell Allison and I could tell that they were starting to get kind of bored of these same activities every day Mm -hmm. where we're in the condo all day and then we go to the pool and then we're in the condo all day and then we go to the pool and you know like they're just they're getting kind of tired of the same stuff like they're getting to where just playing in the pool is not as, as fun as it was like when we first got here at the beginning of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, they're tired of the pool toys. They're tired of each other. And it's just, you know, you remember when you were a kid and you had a friend and you, you thought that you could spend a whole week with them. And then by the end of the week, you were like, I hate you. And I don't ever want to see you again. And, um, yeah, yeah. I even remember that for my own kids, we do an annual beach trip also usually with Brian's sister's. So Brian's youngest sister and I share a birthday, although she's much younger than I am. (laughs) Um, So we always do like a family beach trip where we all stay in like the same beach house. And Delilah and her cousin David are two years apart and they are either like getting along like little angels or they hate each other. Like there's no in between. And so by the end of the beach trip, they were like fighting over this one like pink cup. Like both of them wanted this one cup that was in the beach house and like racing each other up the stairs so they could choose where they're going to sleep in the loft and like <sighs> so yes I remember that from both my childhood and witnessing it with my kids too and their cousins yeah so we have two days left we have today and tomorrow and then Monday we're coming home and Allison and I kind of looked at each other last night and we're like um I think it's run its course so I don't know what so you know we're we are adding in the evening uh, beach trip today so we're gonna go down to the beach this evening and then after we hit the beach we're gonna hit the pool again for they really do like swimming at night yeah that's so fun does the pool like have like colored lights or anything fun well, that turn on? they're the the pool has lights they're not like special colors or anything but the pool does yeah. have lights and the kids really think that it's fun to swim with the lights on and the, you know oh. in the dark and everything and last night I taught them how to play Marco Polo oh fun oh that's so fun yeah, and that was really fun. So um, the neighbors, I'm sure, were super thrilled to hear them screaming, Marco Polo, Marco Polo. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you come to a hotel, like, that's what you get. So, I know. Yeah. And Allison was over on the beach chair, and she was like, please don't teach them that game. And I was like, well, it's oh. better than hearing them say, Mommy, 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 she won't give me back the squirter. Mommy, she won't. Oh. You know what I mean? So, like, I was yes, like, if, at, least, at least if they could be getting along and playing something together that would be fun. Uh Um, you know, then, so that did entertain them for a while and they seem to be having a good time, but you know, and they've made up this game where one person in the pool is the coronavirus (laughs) and, (laughs) oh no, these Corona kids, man, they're just all messed up. I know, I know. So one person in the pool is the coronavirus and one person in the pool is the healer. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so, like, the coronavirus runs around and, like, touches people, and then the healer comes around behind them and, like, touches them, and then they're healed, and it's just, it it is so interesting, like, the kind of things that they come up with, but really, this coronavirus um, culture has seeped into our children, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, (laughs) yesterday, Hannah was, um, 
she went back to the condo to grab something and she fell down in the grass. That I swear that child falls down everywhere she goes. Um, she, she falls got it down. from her mama. I know. She, yes, she sure did. Cause I fall down too. Um, I really do. Like I fell down in the Erin Condren store. I fell oh, down I in the, sand the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've got stories about falling down in my classroom too, that are, that are classic, just hilarious stories. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she, um, she fell down in the grass. So when she got back to the pool, she said, I've got a, I've got a rinse off in the shower because I am, um, I've got grass all over me. So mm-hmm. she went and stood underneath the little shower and there was this pool of water that had collected under the shower mm-hmm. and her feet were in the little pool of water. And Daniel looked and saw that she was standing in the pool of water. And he was like, Ooh, Hannah, that's where you get the coronavirus." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, buddy, that's not how you get the coronavirus. I think she's okay to stand in that little like pool of shower water. I think think she's okay. (laughs) I mean, you don't know. We don't know a lot about coronavirus. Maybe Daniel knows something we don't know. (laughs) We we really don't know because yeah. I mean, now I'm finding out that North Carolina and South Carolina are like the premier hotspots for coronavirus in the country. Oh man. And I tell you, being here, down here in the South Carolina beaches, I can see mm. why. I really yeah. can. Yeah, didn't you say that people were, like, out at the club and, like, all this stuff with, like, no masks? Yeah, I had to drive to a restaurant last night to pick up our dinner, and there were tons of people out on the strip last night, like, going to the bars, going to get their hot dogs at the hot dog stand, going to get their ice cream. Um, picking up their seafood. Nobody had on masks. No one was waiting in line six feet apart. They were all like clumped up on top of each other. It's terrible. So, I mean, if we are, I I don't, I can totally understand why people are saying that North North Carolina and South Carolina are, are rough, rough areas. So, um, and wear your masks, people. Wear them. Yeah, I went to Michael's yesterday and I wore my mask and most of the people in Michael's had their masks on. Well, that's good. The crafting community is doing a good job. Yeah, so um, I was happy to see that. But how's Oregon doing? Are you guys, are your numbers um, coming down or going up or what, well, how's it looking up there? So our biggest county, Multnomah County, that's where I live, um, got phase one reopening. So um that was fine. And for a while, things were like pretty steady, but numbers have gone up. Um, however, they're saying that most of like the numbers that are rising in our state are like, um, I guess like factory kind of workers. So like at the coast, we have like Pacific seafood and there has been like a large number of cases there. So um, and then just generally cases are going up because some places are like in phase two and three of reopening and that kind of thing. So it makes me feel a little bit nervous for like how school is going to go. Like, I don't know. Like, I know that kids need their social interaction, but like, I feel, I kind of feel like this is just like an experiment year <laughs> and I work at an online school. So I'm kind of considering just enrolling Delilah there for this year, but I don't know. We'll have to see like what the actual plan is that's presented from her district. Um, Oh man, but I just, I don't know if I can have her home for another school year. (laughs) That was rough. Uh, So there's kind of two sides to that coin. And then um, let's see, Washington, which is like our neighboring state. So just right above us is also kind of like a hot spot, but they were one of the original hot spots. 
So Seattle and then like New York were like the original hotspots. So I'm wondering if that's just like happening again. Um, but I see so many people out and about with masks, like even people just going out for a walk in the neighborhood, like they have masks, which I feel good about. And I feel like in my general area, people are doing a good job. I don't know how it really is across the state because obviously I haven't <laughs> I haven't gone like anywhere. We are in, again, in phase one. My poor, like I just have to tell this story, my poor nail lady, um, I made an appointment with her and I was all pumped to like go get my nails done again. You guys know I've been talking about these dang nails since what, like March, February, something like that. Um, but I chickened out. I called her like the day before and I canceled because the numbers just kept going up. And I was like, I just don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about like, you know, being this close to somebody. I'm not even going into a grocery store. I'm not going into my parents' house. Like, I don't know. I just didn't feel good about it. So I canceled and I'm still using the impress nails for now. So I don't know. It feels weird again. Like coronavirus feels weird again. And I feel like we might be going into that, like, I don't know, like second wave or whatever. Yeah. And I, I actually, um, you know, you know how we read the headlines of articles and then don't actually click on the whole article. Yeah. Um, so I read the headline of an article that said, um, hey, America, this is not wave two. This is still wave one. Oh, geez. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that that's kind of right. Like we're still in wave one, but we just kind of all decided a few like we, back in like the end of April, early May, we were like, oh, we don't like this anymore. We're just done. Let's go into phase one and reopen everything. It's and so dumb. <laughs> yes. And we should have just waited like we should have just stayed home a little while longer and kept things closed a little while longer. And the fact that like you can go to a restaurant and eat now mm. and you know, that I can drive down the strip at the beach and see all of these people out is so scary to me. Like I, I really, I was, I was disheartened. Like I was hoping that there would be people that there would not be anybody out. Yeah. And we, so <laughs> weird Portland people here, we like drink spring water that we go and like pick up and put in a bunch of like glass containers, but it's right near like a popular river spot for people. And, um, they, you know, they, were packed the river was just packed so there were a lot of people then mm -hmm. yeah there were yeah. tons of people at the river um and that was on memorial day weekend so that was the last time that i saw like a ton of people there but they were like crowded up on each other like some people i could tell were trying to be socially distanced but also like why are you at the river on memorial day weekend during coronavirus you know but yeah. like see people like trying to move away from other people but i could also see like large groups and i didn't want to be like judgy either because maybe those people all live in the same house together i don't know but there were like large groups of people like close together and like a bunch of kids like playing in the water. And I was like, you guys, like, come on. If you don't like follow the rules, we're going to have to do this again. Like we're it's yes. just going to keep going, you know? And I feel like, I feel like I just need to like scold people a little bit that like <laughs> don't wear your masks. If you don't wash your hands, if you don't stay away from people as awkward as it is, like, me not going into my mom's house is awkward. She wants me to like go into her house and like wants to have the kids over for sleepovers. And like, it's awkward. It's like creating a bunch of tension, but I'm willing to take that awkwardness on because I don't want to like spread this. So I feel like people just need to like 
hang out for a little bit longer. Otherwise, we're going to have to do it again. Like, no, none of you're going to have to homeschool all of your kids again. Like, how do you feel about that, guys? How do you feel about that? Well, and speaking of schools, I mean, I have read so many different plans for school. Mm -hmm. And I read this really lengthy, extensive plan that South Carolina is proposing. Mm hmm. And I don't know if it's because I'm currently in South Carolina and that's why the South Carolina news is coming through my Facebook feed. But I I did have a South Carolina news article come through my feed this week. And it said that they are proposing giving families a choice Mm -hmm. that they'll open schools as normal, Mm -hmm. but that kids and families can choose to not go to school and do their school virtually instead of going to physical school. But honestly, neither of those options are a good one. Like in my opinion, right now, neither of them are a good one. A a, a while ago when cases were going down, I was all for like, yeah, kids go back to school. Yay. But right now it's probably going to increase the rate of transmission because I mean, especially if you're thinking about your elementary age kids, they're not going to keep their masks on all day long. They're just not. Um, and I mean, some of them might, you might have like a very well-behaved kid that might do that for eight hours. But I, I know that if my kids were in elementary school, it would not happen. And then the distance learning, like I know that educators are working really hard to learn like how to work in a virtual environment. But like the thing is, is that ed- administrators of those schools were not trained to support people in like digital learning. And so at that point, then there's going to be some education gaps because it's just not a good system. It's not going to be a reliable system. So I don't know. Like, I just, I don't feel good about any of those options right now. Obviously, distance learning is going to be the safest, but then like, what's the fallout also from like the social emotional balance? And I don't know. I feel very frustrated about everything that's happening right now. Well, I just feel like that the best thing to do is to just start the semester with virtual distance learning and hopefully by second semester, we'll be able to open schools as normal. Yeah, I kind of, well, or at least a, a somewhat of a normal. I don't think this 2020 to 2021 school year is going to be normal at all, um, like in full day face-to-face school situation. Well, they're, they're already proposing doing away with standardized testing for this year anyway, because of not only the deficit that kids are experiencing from missing so much school at the end of the year last year, mm-hmm. but because we have no idea what things are going to look like this year. So there are a lot of states that are, you know, kind of petitioning their, you know, superintendents and things to do away with the standardized testing for the end of the year this year so that teachers and students won't feel so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, all I know is that if we do start the year with the virtual school mm-hmm. and the distance learning, mm-hmm. it has to count this time. Yeah, it does. And that's, it that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Yes. And that's how it's going to be different this time, because at the end of the year last year, when we started distance learning in March, it was kind of like, okay, nobody can fail. If you don't show up and you don't do your work, then, you know, it's you you can still pass. You can take a, a, a PC 19 or whatever they called it, or, you know, you can take yeah. a pass or, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I really think that if we are going to go into the next school year with full distance learning everywhere, then it has to mean something. Yeah, absolutely. Because 
I mean, even speaking from a parent perspective, I was like, well, my kid's probably going to pass anyway. Like, why do well, we... that's how I felt. I mean, like I was, yeah. And as much as people probably would like to hear me say as an educator and as a fairly decent mom that mm-hmm. I threw myself into homeschooling my children, yeah, I did no. not. I really did not because well, I knew that they were going to be promoted to the next grade. And I knew that, that they were going to be fine and that we would make up for the deficits over the summer. And that I would be, you know, helping them when the new school year started to make sure that they got what they needed to get and that they would catch yeah. up and all of this stuff. But now you know, going into the new school year, I feel like it needs to count and I need to take it more seriously. But that does mean that there's going to be some inequities and there's going to be kids that don't have parents that are at home that can help them. And, you know, if I am at home and can homeschool my children while I am teaching my classes, I mean, I'll be, I'll figure that out. I mean, I'll, I'll figure out how to make it work, but there are a lot of parents that won't. So it's just, it's just a difficult time. There's just, there's just no way around. It's just a difficult time for everybody. It's a difficult time for everybody in different ways. Right. And I mean, first world problems here, but as cases continue to increase, like I'm getting nervous again, that go wild is going to be canceled again. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I totally, I totally think that looking at the year 2021, Mm -hmm. that planner conferences are not going to be the priority. Right. I mean, it's not a priority, but it just, I mean, I can't imagine being like an organizer of that. And so they have coronavirus to contend with where they can't have large gatherings and they're trying to do the best for like the Black Lives Matter movement. So they're like reorganizing spaces and they're reorganizing speakers so that we can have like more representation and that kind of thing. So I just, I mean, of course it's first world problems and it's not a priority and they could just cancel the whole thing altogether. But like, I mean, I I just can't imagine being in their shoes right now. Like there's just so much going on. Well, and especially for the go wild organizers to be dealing with the fact that in April of 2020, they were supposed to have Aaron Condren and Stephanie Fleming. Mm Mm-hmm. And now for the June of 2021, they probably won't have either one of those speakers. Right. Yeah. Which, I'm still crossing my fingers that Stephanie Fleming was locked into a contract <laughs> and she's still well, to be there. I mean, it would be nice if she would just go. Yeah. I just really want to hug her. Oh my God. I know. I mean, she lives there, you know, so it would be nice if she would, if she would still go. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't know about speaking if she still wants to do that. I mean, she, you know, even being, you know, being retired from Mambi doesn't mean that she is not still, you know, a beacon of light in our community. (laughs) And she has the book, like she could do a little book promo, like throw books out at the audience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's coming out in August. So that's something to look forward to, you know, Um, but yeah, I just go wild is not looking like it's going to be the same and that is definitely a first world problem. I mean, there's so many other things to take into consideration when it comes to coronavirus and all the things that the rest of the world is dealing with. But, you know, for us, it is something that, you know, we were very excited about and now it's, it's looking like it's going to be a totally different experience if it happens at all. Yeah. And, you know, after I went to the Chicago planner conference in February, I was, completely planning to do that conference again. Yeah, but February yeah. coming up soon. I mean, February is, I hate to say it, but I mean, 
we're almost to Christmas now, folks. I mean, you you know, <laughs> being at the end of June, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing Christmas shopping. And what is that going to look like? What do our holidays going to look like? Are people just going to be like, screw it, you know, coronavirus, what? Like, I'm going to yeah. be with my family. And I mean, how are we, I mean, what about Halloween? Are we just not going to, I mean, how are we, are we going to just trick or treat and not worry about like people, just random strangers knocking at our doors and. <laughs> I think you do like a distance Halloween, like everybody just puts their treats out, but then you like, and then you like check them or whatever and like wash down all the wrappers or whatever. I don't know. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, you know, we hardly, we hardly had Halloween this past year because, you know, Halloween, I mean, the storms were so terrible in my area for Halloween that we didn't get to trick or treat. And then they were going to do it a couple nights later, but nobody really did it. And I think, I think that Andy did get to take our kids to a few houses, but I just, I feel like that they got gypped out of Halloween last year. And then this year it's all like coronavirus Halloween and, uh, you know, to already be talking about the fall and already be talking about, I mean, and I know it's just, it's the end of June now. And look, we're, we're knocking on the door of the second half of 2020. Yeah. Well, and I think, Okay, so here's the indicator that I think that probably a school districts are looking at and a lot of other places are probably looking at are the end of July. So if things are still not looking great by the end of July, I think that is going to make like the decision on a lot of different things, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And there have been a couple of schools that I've read about or a couple of districts that I've read in articles that say that the plan has to be in place 20 days before the new school year starts. Mm, okay. So that's when we're going to expect news like in August. Yes. And our governor in North Carolina is supposed to announce something on July 1st. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I did see also that like some states are closing back down, like they're kind of taking a step back. Like I think I saw something in Texas and in New York as well. They're like really kind of buckling back down. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I want to say it was Houston. All of my Texas friends let me know if I'm wrong about that. But I I read an article that said that they were going back in phases. I can't, I, again, I just read the headline headline and it was super quick. Um, so I shouldn't have brought it up. But um, I feel like they were going back to whatever, like the next phase before where they are. Well, we are nothing if not fantastic headline readers here. That's right. I am a fantastic headline reader. So yeah, that's not I'm, true in Texas, let me know. <laughs> I'm really good at I'm really good at reading the headlines. Yeah. But I mean, and I, I I did I did click on this article, but if you are traveling to New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut from mm-hmm. North or South Carolina, there is like a mandatory two week quarantine that you have to do when you get there. What do you mean? Like, do they hold you like at the border or like, what do, what do you mean by that? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't really explain in the article. There were a lot of quotes from, I think, is it Governor Cuomo? He's the governor of New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just talking about how North and South Carolina are the hotspots for coronavirus. And if you're coming into any of those three states who have kind of managed to get their numbers a little bit more under control, mm-hmm. then you you know, you have to be quarantined for two weeks. I don't know how they can regulate that. Right. Or what if your visit is only four days and you're not going to be there for two weeks? Like, how do you, are you just not allowed to to go there or how, how do they stop people from those States from 
from, or what if you don't fly there? What if you just drive in? Like, how do they know that I've driven in from North Carolina? Or I, I don't know how they're, if anyone knows how they're regulating that, then please send us a DM because I, the, the article that I read did not really explain the logistics of it. They yeah. just said, you know, if you're coming from those states, you have to quarantine for two weeks before you can do anything. So I don't know what that. Uh, like self-imposed and yeah. strong suggestion is what it's yeah. So it sounds like kind of an honor system. Like you will do <laughs> this self-imposed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, sure, Governor Cuomo, I'm totally going to be quarantined for two weeks. Don't worry, I'm doing I'll that be for sure. I'll tomorrow, peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I've been here for two weeks and I totally was by myself for the whole two weeks, the first two weeks that I was here. And now I'm now I'm running around. Yeah, now I'm um, at the club and it's on and pop it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but that. But being out in South Carolina this week, I can see why. Like, I, I totally understand why. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. But, you know, it's just, it's scary out there. And I am hoping to come home from this vacation healthy. Yeah. Well, I and think you've done all of the right things. Like, it sounds like you guys are doing good over there. Yeah, we're doing the best we can. I know that Allison has been to the grocery store a couple of times, but she was super socially distanced and did all the hand washing and everything. Mm -hmm. She wore her mask when she was in the store. And there was one time that she went into the grocery store and it was too crowded for her and she left. Yeah, I mean, I think that's smart. I like legit have not been inside of a grocery store since March. I, have I haven't either. I have not either. Yesterday, and like I said, most of the people in there were wearing their masks. Mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, and listeners, weigh in and tell me what you think about this because I know that most of our listeners are women. I know that they're not all women. I know that we do have right. some men that listen, but most of our right. listeners are women. I have found that it's the that it's men that aren't wearing the masks. Oh snap! Interesting. When I was at Michael's yesterday, the men that were with their women at the store. Yeah. Not that they own the women, but you know what I mean. Like the, the men, <laughs> the men that were with their ladies <laughs> at Michael's. Oh, man. Um, I mean, you could put it the other way around. The, the, the women that were with their men at right. Michael's, their men did not have on masks. Mm-hmm. It was like the women were wearing masks, but the men were not. Yeah. Oh, that's really weird to me. That's strange. Yeah. So why is it that, you know, you've got Sandra over here with her mask on, <laughs> but, you know, Kyle doesn't have his mask on. Like, I yeah. can't figure out, like, why. <laughs> Kyle, the male version of Karen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why Connie has her mask on, but Kyle doesn't. Like, what? What's 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 going on here? So, um, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, and I don't know if there's some kind of like. Is it like dudes like, with beards? Like, do the beards like get in the way of the mask? No, I. These men. These men did not have beards. They were just they were freshly shaven dudes, just <laughs> not wearing masks. So, I don't know if there's some kind of masculinity issue. Hmm. Yeah, that is um, weird. I mean, every time Andy goes anywhere, he wears his mask. So he, you know, he's not, he's definitely not in that, you know, school of thought. But, mm -hmm. um, and again, I've seen headlines of articles about men not wearing masks and, and memes about, you know, d guys, it's not, it's not feminine to wear your mask, put your mask on. 
Right. But it is it is kind of interesting to see and I you know to see it out in person because going to Michael's yesterday that was the first time that I have really ventured out anywhere in a really really long time. Mm-hmm. And you know to see that many you know to see the women walking into the store with their mask on and to see the man walking behind them with no mask I wanted to be like excuse me sir what um Channel Nine Action News wants to know why are you not wearing your mask today? <laughs> you should. Um, my gosh, I <laughs> life, Leanne, like pulling the grocery store people. Spice plans on the street wants to know. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Why are you, sir, choosing not to wear your mask? Um, so yeah, I don't know, listeners. If you know anything about this, if this is a thing, if it's like a masculinity kind of issue, then weigh in because I don't know what it is. But yeah, the dudes weren't wearing their masks, but the ladies right. were. So when you um, were in the grocery store, were you wearing your Erin Condren mask? I need to know. Um, that's the only mask that I own. So oh, okay. yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't get any looks. No one seemed to notice that it was mid-century circles, but I, I had it. I had it in my, I had my mask in my little happy planner, um, planner purse. And I just pulled it out and put it on as I was walking in the door. Perfect. And, um, I was, as I was putting my mask on, as I was walking in, another lady was walking in with me and she was putting on her mask and she gave me a little nod and I gave her a little nod. And I think that was like our, I see you see me putting on my mask kind of nod, you know, like a, like a, yeah, we're both doing this. Um, now while I was in Michael's, I was in line to check out and someone complimented me on my leggings. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'm wearing like, I have on like some little coral colored cropped leggings that I got from Amazon and I had on like a black top and it was kind of, I was looking kind of, I was feeling myself. I was looking cute. (laughs) Um, so, um, you know, I was, I was repping the chic soul top with some Amazon leggings from a place on Amazon called leggings depot. So if anyone needs a great pair of comfy leggings, go to leggings depot on Amazon. They have great leggings. Um, but yeah, I was wearing my Erin Condren mask and I think it was Thursday. They did the Erin Condren affiliates town hall. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that some of you in the community have heard about this. I have, for sure. Yes. And we talked in the mini-sode about how I was thinking that I might not go. Mm-hmm. But I went anyway. Oh, you did go. Okay. Yes, I did go. And it was kind of like a Zoom meeting, except that there were only a few people in the meeting that you could actually see their face. Oh, okay. A lot of the people had their camera turned off. Well, no, it wasn't. There were a lot of people that didn't. There were there were probably a lot of people in the meeting that you couldn't see at all. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like you couldn't tell that they were there. And maybe if I had logged in on my computer, I could have seen a chat happening or uh, or something. Mm-hmm. But I was I was just logged in on my phone. So I don't really know what was happening in a chat box or if anybody was was talking during the whole thing. So I might have missed things that other people saw that maybe I should have been privy to yeah but I the boxes were influencers in the community that had you know already been notified that they were going to be asked that they were going to be allowed to ask their question oh gotcha okay so it was like a pre-selected kind of thing yeah so these were the in, these were the affiliates that had questions that you know to keep it flowing yeah um these were the affiliates that were going to be able to ask their questions. So, and the affiliates that were able to ask questions were um, the black affiliates, the the ones that 
Yes. So it wasn't like, it wasn't the ones that we know. It wasn't like Lakin and Julie. So if Lakin and Julie were there, Mm -hmm. I did not see them because again, like I said, um, it, I couldn't see everybody. Okay. Yeah. So I felt like, and this is just my takeaway from it. I felt like that the CEO talked a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know that that's her job. I know that it's her job to talk a lot. Like I know that it's her job to be the CEO of the company and to represent the company and, and all of this. But I do feel like that she, I don't want to say that she was making a lot of excuses, but this is just, this is just how I felt. Okay. So I know that planning with Kristen had that phone meeting with the CEO and with Sam and Tori, who are the marketing people for Aaron Condren. Mm -hmm. And she gave them a lot of ideas. Yeah. They are going to use some of those ideas. And some of those things were things that they talked about in the town hall. Okay. Such as using um, the talent of black artists on covers and things like that. And then allowing the artists to choose the, the organization where the proceeds will go. Oh, that's, that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they're going to send out surveys to everyone who is in the affiliate program for us to fill out that will give them, I think, more information about our demographics, I want to I say. Okay. Yeah. And maybe so that they'll know more about our backgrounds and who we are so that when they do send out collaboration opportunities, they can choose, they can choose who is going to collab on each, on each opportunity, um, in a more equitable way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that it's not just a bunch of white affiliates getting, you know, getting to do the reviews of the products, but some of the um, black influencers get, you know, get to you get to review the products too. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they did say was that a lot of times the same people always get to review the products and get, you know, get the free products because they have the best like stats when it comes to like link clicks and sales and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're going to kind of rework how they're doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that it's not so much um, based on how much you're selling, but maybe um, like how far your reach is or, you know, so I don't, I don't know, but they're, they're just going to change. They're, they're making some changes to the affiliate program. But what I thought was the, was interesting mm -hmm. was the question and answer part of it. Oh, okay. How did that go? Well, one of the questions was, is Aaron going to address the affiliates personally? Yeah. Well, so did Aaron herself show up to this meeting or was she able to be seen if she was there? No, if, if she was there, we could not see her. Okay. But she, she was not there. She did not speak. She did not, I don't, I did not see her. She was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Um, apparently according to Tanya, the CEO, she wouldn't, have been there because she is not doing anything with the company right now. She's on a leave of absence. Uh, she's on a vacation. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. She's on the strip in South Carolina. Like <laughs> the shade is so real. 
Man, people thought you were jabbing at the happy planner before. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Sorry. Um, she's waiting in line behind a dude with no mask on <laughs> no, to get a hot dog on the strip. Hard has no mask on, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but I thought that that was a really interesting question because she has really put the affiliates in a tough spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just no other way to to look at it than we, and I say we because I am an Erin Condren affiliate, is that, you know, we didn't know what to do after this whole graduation thing happened. I didn't know what to do after the whole poor response to Black Lives Matter. After that happened, I already was iffy on what to do or how to feel. Yeah. Well, and like, I can see that. Like, I can't imagine if one of the people, well, and I mean, they did, like, if the Happy Planner didn't handle it very well, and I was a little on the fence iffy with it. Um, But I can't imagine, like, something so big like that, like, popping off at the Happy Planner and me, like, having to throw away, like, nine planners that I'm using this this round of, you know, new planner setups and planners that, not just planners, but, like, my little babies. Like, I know you feel the same, or felt anyway, that the same way about your Erin Condren and the paper and how much you loved it and stuff. And I can't imagine having to, like, go down that rabbit hole and, like, try to find something that could fill that void also, like, on the other, like, the flip side of that. Yeah, and the question about, you know, is Erin going to address the affiliates? Is she going to apologize to the affiliates? Mm-hmm. And by and what they meant was not just come on Instagram and say I'm sorry. Right, that doesn't that's not going to work. But like is she going to show up in one of these town hall type situations and say I'm sorry that I've put you guys in this position? Yeah. That some of you have had to make tough choices, you know, do you continue to use the products even though you're going to lose followers because there's going to be people that follow you that aren't going to agree with the fact that you're still using the products? Or flip side of that, yeah. Or if you stop using the products, you're going to lose followers. Mm-hmm. Or there's a lot of these affiliates that make a lot of money off of yeah. being an affiliate, so yeah. it's a source of income for them. Right. And you know, to essentially be cutting off a source of income for people is is a whole other situation. So you know, it, I thought it was a good question: is she going to is she going to address the affiliates? And the answer was not entirely clear. Okay, what was said? I think that maybe Tanya now knows that that's something that Aaron needs to do. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't know that that was something that she needed to do before that. And maybe they did. Maybe I heard it wrong. But I just felt like I I felt like now I'm not saying that this is going to make everything right for me or it's going to make me feel better or it's going to make. But I do feel like it would be nice if they would schedule a call where Erin came on herself and said, look, I'm really sorry that you guys are put in this position where, you know, you're going to lose followers one way or the other, whether you stick with the products or whether you leave the products, it's going to be damaging to your following either way. Right. And that's, and I, I don't necessarily feel like at this point that it's been damaging to my following. And that's certainly not all that I care about. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't, and I haven't been posting on social media this month anyway. I've been taking a break for myself and for my own mental health and my sanity and just for my personal life and everything else. 
but I, that is something that used to bring me extreme joy. Yeah. And planning is an outlet for me, a creative outlet and an emotional outlet. And one of the things that Tanya, the CEO did say was that even for her, when she goes to pick up her planner, just to write down like an appointment that her planner used to bring her joy and that it's not bringing her joy right now. And that she knows that a lot of people are in the same boat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that, that is something that they as a company want to work towards fixing. So, yeah. mm -hmm, So that, you know, when we look at our planners in the future, they can continue to bring us joy because that is, that is what they used to do for us. They, I mean, I used to look at my Erin Condren planner and my heart would just swell. Oh yeah. And I like, that's how I feel about my happy planner. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they address the Dr. Seuss line. Oh, okay, cool. That's good. And I have to say, I was, I was completely satisfied with their answer. What did they say? So, you know how they did the Dr. Seuss line. And as soon as the community found out that they were releasing all the Dr. Seuss products, there was this uproar about the Dr. Seuss stuff being racist. Yeah, totally get that. And they didn't put it on the Erin Condren website, but they put some of it up on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And people were like, that was sneaky. That was shady. That was racist or whatever. Well, uh, apparently the reason why they put the stuff up on Amazon was because they were contractually obligated to sell a certain amount of those items. But they should, I feel like if that's the case, then maybe you need to say that. Like, I know that consumers shouldn't be like invested this much in a business maybe necessarily but I feel like some like breaking the fourth wall or behind the scenes stuff needs to happen when something like that that's so I guess morally ambiguous if you want to say it that way Mm -hmm. um, happens Um, I think you just need to be I think more honesty needs to happen in my opinion absolutely I think that if they had made a statement on Instagram that said we have acknowledged that this collection is racially insensitive, mm-hmm. but we have been contracted by the manufacturer to sell a certain amount. So we are going to put some of it on Amazon just so that we don't, you know, break our contract. Right. Yeah. That that would have been better than just throwing it on Amazon and hoping that no one noticed. Because planner girls are like some of the best like sleuths and look always looking for sneak peeks, I feel like, of any mm-hmm. community that there really is out there. Yes. And Tanya did say that they have boxes and boxes and boxes of that Dr. Seuss stuff in the warehouse with signs on it that says do not touch. Oh, okay. I mean, that's good. Right. So that's a then bit late, though at this point. Right. So one of the influencers um, did, you know, one of the, one of the black influencers did, you know, chime in and said that even as a black woman, she did not know about Dr. Seuss's racist history mm, okay. until the stuff came out in the planner community with Aaron Condren. Yeah. I think I also was not that informed about Dr. Seuss's racist history either. Right. And she said that, you know, even as a black woman, I didn't know this. There's a lot of things that we all still have to learn Mm -hmm. and that there is so much that Dr. Seuss has done for children and children's education that is positive. Right. That 
you know, it might be better than to let that stuff go to waste, but to maybe donate it to underprivileged schools and places like that where it can, you know, places where the people that get the products won't know. Because, I mean, schools do Dr. Seuss week every year. Mm-hmm. And those petite journals could be used in classrooms to, you know, my children journal in their classroom every day. Yeah. And I will say that one of my um, local planner babes is a teacher and she has like a planning club <laughs> at her school that she started with her students, which I think is freaking adorable. Um, and I totally want to do something like that with my students. <laughs> but um, so she could like use those things and, you know, take that to her school and, you know, share that and all of that during that Dr. Seuss week. There are tons of teachers in um, not just underprivileged schools, but just teachers in general that would love those Dr. Seuss sticky notes. Yes, totally. Well, and if you're thinking about like the percentage of schools that are underprivileged or who are labeled as a title one school, like there's probably more of those than they, there are of the schools that are not labeled as title one. Yeah. So, and that was something that Tanya wrote down that they could do with those products because from an environmental standpoint, it is so yeah. wasteful to produce that much product and it just go to waste, you know, and it just, it's, it just makes me cringe to think about that much stuff in a warehouse just not being used. And I thought that that was a great idea. And the, the girl that made that comment, um, she is Elaine Michelle. Oh yeah. E Michelle. Love her. Yes. Yes. She is super cool and fantastic. And we are, just listeners know we are we are just super excited to hopefully get her on the show. Yeah, isn't she going to be our guest next week? Do we want to go ahead and share that with them? Is it next week? Caitlin knows more about this than yeah. I do. <laughs> I'm I'm the scheduler. I'm basically Leanne's secretary. Yes. Um, she, <laughs> yes, she's going to be on with us next week. She's going to be our first guest. So I guess this is a little sneak peek too. We're trying to talk to some people who are affiliates for Erin Condren, um, you know, about them and stuff, because we like to share, uh, you know, a lot of cool people with you guys, but also kind of to get their perspective on like, A, how the town hall went and B, like what they're doing moving forward and just kind of talk about that um, because we have, we've closed out our squad celebration. Yeah. And not everyone is making the same planner choices that I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am still open to changing my mind. Right. And I think that it's also important to say that, like, again, I, we talked about this on our last big episode, or maybe it was on a mini, but you you guys got to be kind to everybody, no matter what their planner choice is. And And I think that we both feel the same way. Yes, we do. And I, after hearing all of the different voices in the town hall, I am interested to hear what the affiliates have to say. Some of the ones that are staying, some of the ones that are going, all this, you know, all, all the different, all of the different things that are happening. So yeah. it was, it was just, it was interesting to sit in on and to hear, you know, what they, what they had to say. Yeah. I like the CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she, I think she's kind of a cool lady. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's some, they're, they're definitely making some changes. They are going to be hiring some more diverse hand models. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yep. So that when we see pictures in, you know, their Instagram feed of people with their hands in the planners that we're going to get some different kinds of 
people in those pictures and that kind of stuff. So I think it's going to be, I think that they're, they're listening and they're, they're going to be making some changes. It is a shame that it took this kind of mistake or what we call it a decision. I mean, Aaron made a decision. Like, can you even call it? Uh, Tanya did call it a mistake more than once in the town hall. And I wish that I could have piped in and said, no, excuse me. What Aaron did was definitely a mistake. Not a mistake. What right. Aaron did was definitely a decision. It was premeditated. Like if if you were looking at like a, a charge, right? Like it was premeditated. She planned it out. Yeah. She could have put it in her planner. Let's yeah. just put it that way. It's not like she just accidentally stumbled into a, you know, a, a racist, unhealthy march, like with a bunch of kids in their caps and gowns. Like she wasn't like, oops, look at this. <laughs> okay. okay. Not, it's not a funny situation, but that was pretty good. I mean, that's not how it happened. It wasn't right. like a, oh, I made a mistake. It was a, here was a decision that she made. And I think that there were a lot of people that have been harmed by that decision that she did not really think about before she made that decision. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still, and I, I talked to, I talked to one of our friends last night who is still using her Aaron Condren planner, which I'm totally in agreement with. Like, that's totally fine. But she asked me, what do you need to see from the company? Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I was like, I need for someone to build a time machine and go back in time and it just not have happened. Right. Jeez. Or like all of the other indiscretions. And like, I don't know if you caught Julie's plans live the other day or yesterday was actually, but she was tearful in her live and she was talking about how she wished that she had shown more brands and stuff to the community rather than like giving her all to this brand because of like all of the past indiscretions. And uh, she talked a little bit about like the forgiveness and that kind of thing and the grace that had been shown to the Erin Condren brand before when Erin Condren, the person had made some, you know, poor taste choices uh, as far as like racism goes um, or even just like socially really. Um, and she was, she was, she was tearful about it. So, I mean, this is, it is at the end of the day, just paper and stickers, but these, these planners mean a lot to people out here. Yeah, I know. And I know that, I know that she has got to be feeling some kind of way. I know that she is. Yeah. Because well, he's just got such a big heart for the community. Like I can tell by, you know, what she's trying to do as far as like her personal, you know, choices and like how she's promoting stuff and, um, how she's like shutting down any kind of like negativity and like really, she's really just being a really great ally. Like, I looked to her for, um, for how to be a good ally in the planner community for sure. Yeah, I do too. And I just, I know that regardless of where, where I am with how I'm feeling about the company, I genuinely did like the products. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, now this is not me dogging the happy planner. This is not me just like, oh, I use Erin Condren now. But you know, this is just, I, I really did. I really did like my planner. Yeah. Um, I had put a lot of time and effort into getting my planners the way I wanted them to be. Yeah. And it was sad for me to see all of this work and effort that I had put into my planners that were supposed to start in July. And then right here before July, everything kind of blew up. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it, it is just, 
it's been, it's like for this to be a difficult time in my personal life and then to not have planning either. Yeah. Has been, has been like equally as rough, I think, because that was a place that I used to go when I needed to have like an emotional outlet and not having a planner that I could look at and feel joy and feel proud and feel good about was hard. Yeah. But I did go to Michael's yesterday and pick up a couple new happy planners. And I think that I am at a place right now in my life where what I need more than anything is happiness. I need discs with little hearts in them. I need cute illustrations. I need fun and colors and flowers and all the things I need to be like, as unprofessional as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. I love it. (laughs) So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the animals of spiced chaos. Oh yeah. You had, we're going to continue to be kind of depressing and we're going to talk about (laughs) Leanne had a hard, hard time with her animals. Yeah. So we're on vacation. Obviously we've talked about that and y'all know that. And my mom has been going over to the house to take care of the guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. And she went over there on Wednesday to feed the guinea pigs. And one of the guinea pigs was dead. Oh, so sad. And I don't want to like make light of this situation, Mm -hmm. but I feel like every time I go out of town, something happens to some animal (laughs) at my house. No, no. I know. Vacation I know. Karma. Yes, bad vacation karma. Like next year, I don't need to have any new animals. Like it's just, it's, it's almost like a death sentence for any animals for me to go out of town. <laughs> just take them um, with back of the guinea pig cage next time. <laughs> that's what I should have done. And it's so weird because we left for vacation on Monday morning, mm-hmm. and I fed the guinea pigs and gave them lots of water and everything, and everybody seemed fine. And the kids got all three of the guinea pigs out of the cage. And played with them on Sunday night. And everybody seemed fine. Yeah. So it's so odd that by Wednesday that this happened. Yeah, that is very weird. But I will say, like, guinea pigs, I think, are weird little critters. Because, and I've never had a guinea pig before. But I feel like they can go from healthy to, like, dead in, like, no time. Delilah, when she was in her fourth grade year, they had, like, a class guinea pig. or Two of them, actually, that the kids got to, like, take home. And two of them, including one that was, like, brand new, died that year. Like, it was very weird. It was very weird. So, and they had been fine and, like, not sick or anything. And then the kids showed up and, you know, the teacher told them and they put the little guinea pig outside. Like, they, she took the whole class out there and they, like, buried it outside. Um, but, yeah, it's guinea pigs are weird little critters like that, I think. They can be fine and then not fine. Yeah, and it's so, it's really odd because they have a really long life expectancy. Hmm, that's weird. I wonder if there's some kind of, like, guinea pig, like, there's that, like, feline leukemia, you know, that, like, strikes down a bunch of cats. I wonder if there's something that they can catch that will take them down quickly. I don't know. And you know how they say, like, don't buy your dog at, like, a pet store or, like, whatever, because they're, they're, they come from backyard breeders and they might have, like, some congenital defects and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got the guinea pig at PetSmart, so it's well, where possible. Else you get a guinea pig? I, I I don't know. I mean, is there a place like? Are there people that like breed them like high quality like show guinea pigs? I don't know. Craigslist um, guinea pig breeder. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. So thankfully, it was not the class pet 
that died. It was, I mean, I I don't want to say like, thankfully that any of this happened, but I'm glad that it was not peppermint because I would feel horrible to have to tell my daughter's teacher that we killed your guinea pig. Um, I know that would, that would really, really suck. And, but it was, it was gingerbread and she was my favorite and she's the one that was coming to school with me all the time. And my students all knew her and she was your first one, right? She was my first one. And she was kind of like my little, um, like my little emotional support guinea pig. And I just, I know. And to see her be so normal and fine on Sunday night and then, you know, be not fine on Wednesday. It was just very, it's very strange. But then mom went over to the house Thursday mm-hmm. and she said that the area near the water, um, like dispenser thing was wet hmm. and that the water thing was empty, which is strange because she had just filled it up on Wednesday. So to have filled it up on Wednesday and for it to already be empty, and for the ground or like, you know, the bedding near that area to be wet, she wonders if maybe it's not leaking. Oh, so maybe they're not getting enough water. Poor baby. So, yeah. So mom was wondering if maybe she was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know. I mean, that's what's scary to me is that I had I had not noticed a leak because I had just cleaned it out and just put in new bedding. Mm-hmm. And everything seemed fine on Monday when I left. The, the the bedding was not wet. Yeah. When I left on Monday, and I had given them water on Sunday morning, and then I gave them water on Monday morning, so it was not leaking. It didn't seem to be leaking when I left. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how I don't know how long a guinea pig has to go. I mean, I know that a person really can't go more than two days. So, I mean, if you only weigh one pound, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know. So anyway, it's very sad. And she was like our first original, like spiced chaos, guinea pig mascot. And it's sad that, you know, I just, I hope that she rests in peace in guinea pig heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Did your mom like bury her or like, what do you, like, do you just like toss it in the compost? Like, (laughs) I I don't know. I haven't asked yet. I'm afraid to ask because I mean, I feel so bad for my mom because when she was over there um, on Friday, she was like, she told me that she had put like a little dish underneath the um, the water bottle mm-hmm. to see if it was truly leaking. And that when she came back the next day, the, the little dish that she put under there was full so that that's how yeah. she knew that it really was leaking mm-hmm. and that she didn't want to leave them in there with all that wet bedding. So she was going to like try to kind of clean out the bedding and try to. And I just felt so bad because it was supposed to be such an easy task to just go over there and put water and food in the guinea pig cage a couple of times, you know, like that was yeah. supposed to be really easy for her. And it ended up being like this big, huge thing that she had to do. Like when, when I get home, I've, I like owe her a lunch, you know, like I've got to, I've got to <laughs> take her out and do something for yeah. her. But so I haven't asked her like what she did with it or, or how she got it out. She was like, I didn't really want to just reach in there and grab it. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know what to tell her. She is. Yeah. So, but she did say um, that when she went to check on them on Friday, that the other two were fine. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. And that she was going to try to work on the, the water bottle and see if she couldn't tighten it. But that in putting the little dish under there that they could drink out of the little dish 
Oh, yeah. I didn't know if guinea pigs could do that because they have that little... I can visualize the noise, a little click, click, click that they have on those water bottles. Yeah, well, I mean, I would imagine that if the guinea pigs are in the wild, that they drink out of, like, ponds and rivers and puddles and stuff, so... Probably right. Yeah, like, I would imagine that they that they probably have to. can... Yeah, they can figure out how to how to drink out of other things besides plastic water bottles. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah but I, I I feel bad for my mom for having to having to do all that but it is just oh bless bless her little heart that well, hopefully that you're getting not in your freezer waiting for a funeral when you get home oh my gosh please don't say that oh that's so bad <laughs> I mean oh. that I only say that because a friend of mine had a bird that died like a it's like a parakeet like I don't know my birds very well while they were on vacation and they asked the person that was watching the bird to like put it in their freezer so they could have like a funeral when they got home oh that's kind of like on um on the office when Dwight kills Angela's cat (laughs) yeah and he just puts the cat in the freezer (laughs) yes he does and then later, Angela is like, I don't think that I don't think that Sprinkles was dead when you put her in there because there was claw marks all over all of my food in the freezer. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's she had so like seven other cats. Like, geez. Yeah, she did have quite a few cats. But I mean, still, like that was she, her description of how to take care of that cat was detailed, to say the least. So, yeah. you know, he went over there and he was like, I put her out of her misery. I mean, it just. Uh, <laughs> No, but I just, the thought of there being a guinea pig in my freezer right now is just not, not okay with me right now. No. So I don't know. I don't know what my mom, I don't know what my mom did with it, but you know, I, I I haven't, and I haven't told, I have not told the children yet. Oh yeah. That's a whole other layer. See, I'm the parent that's like circle of life. Like this is a life lesson. And so immediately when something like that happens, I tell my children, I'm like, look at now we have to flush the goldfish. It's time. <laughs> Say goodbye. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm going to wait until we're almost home from vacation and then just let them know, okay, so this is what happened and this is what happens to guinea pigs. And I mean, when I, my mom and I went to London when I was like 12 mm-hmm. and I had a hamster at the house. Yeah. And my dad was tasked with taking care of the hamster while we were in London. Mm-hmm. Well, when he got home from dropping us off at the airport, that hamster was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had not even gotten on the plane before that hamster was dead. I mean, like, he didn't do anything. Like, it was not his fault. It wasn't like sure. he neglected it for the whole week while I was gone. Like, it was dead before I even left the ground. Like hamsters do. I feel like hamsters are another one of those. They can just be fine and then, but yeah. So, you know, he, he, they didn't tell me until we got home from London, you know, Hammy died while we were, you know, he was, yeah, I know he was dead before you even got on the plane, but we just didn't want to tell you because we wanted you to enjoy your trip and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't remember being that upset about the hamster being dead. Oh, they like thought it up in their mind. They thought you were going to be more upset than you were. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried that my children are going to be, are not going to take this well. So we're, we're going to see. Yeah, have they ever experienced like the death of an animal before? Well, they've experienced the, um, they've experienced our cats leaving before. Oh, but not like they actually died. Right, like we, we had two cats 
a while back and neither one of them live at our house anymore. Yeah. One of them is dead. <laughs> you know for sure? Yes, we know for sure. But one of them is just ran off and now lives with someone else down just the street. Feral. Just feral cat. <laughs> yeah, just decided to go live at someone else's house. I guess he liked the food there better. I don't know. Cats do that. We acquired a cat when I was a kid that did that too, actually. Yeah, he just, and every once in a while we'll be like walking the dogs or whatever and we'll be like, there's Comet just hanging out of the other house. And <laughs> sometimes he'll show up at our house like meowing at the door and the kids will be like, Comet, it's so good to see you. And like they'll pet him for a few minutes and then he runs off again. So um, <laughs> <Take him out. laughs> yeah, he does not want to stay there, but he comes by to visit sometimes. That's cute. Um, yeah, so they've experienced that. But I mean, they've experienced the death of their grandmother. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's more important than a guinea pig, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Gigi died um, last August. So, you know, they they definitely know what that feels like. So I think that I, I'm guessing that they'll be OK. It's just it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, that This happened on vacation and, um, you know, and my poor mom having to put up with it. I know it's not funny. I do know that it's not funny, but it's just like my mom being so cool about, yes, I'll, I've got the guinea pigs while you're gone and then having to do all of this stuff. While right. I'm gone with these guinea pigs. <laughs> guinea pig burial. Like she didn't know she was going to like <laughs> to do that. She's going to have to have a guinea pig funeral while we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> does she have like, well, rights? Like is she allowed to bless the thing? <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope that you said a few kind words about gingerbread before you just put her in the ground. Like, uh, I don't like. She's, she's like, well, I didn't really know gingerbread all that well. Um, <laughs> she was a fluffy guinea pig. Um <laughs> So, um, but like in her cage. <laughs> so, how are life? How's life with the ducks? I mean, since they we're all pets. Oh, so, they are so cool. Like, I thought having ducks was gonna be cool, but they are so cool. Um, they're basically like we treat them like little dogs and cats. Basically, like we're always wanting to hold them and like cuddle them and like. We'll lay down a towel on the couch and like bring, they will follow us into the house and jump up onto the couch now and like just hang out with us while we're in here. We spend a lot of our time outside in the front yard and like watch them do things. And they're so funny. They practice these little like dominance behaviors. So they like puff their bodies up and then they like open their mouth to make themselves look a lot bigger. And like one of them will get, we have like a smaller water thing that they can get in and then like a kiddie pool that they can also get in. But like one of them will take up the entire smaller water thing and like flatten their body all the way down, like open their mouth and like puff themselves up. So the other ones like can't even get near it. It's so funny. And they run around in circles around the yard and like chase each other. And they're so cool. We take them for walks around the block. Like they will follow us around the block. So we love them and they're really fun. I have zero complaints other than cleaning their cage kind of sucks, but like you have to clean up after any animal. So, but I love them. Don't you have like little harnesses for them? No, we don't. They will follow us without it. We I was going to get those because I was worried about it. But we just bring like a container of their food and then like shake it around. And like our block is a circle. So you just go around the circle. It's not a cul-de-sac because it has an opening on either end. But um, <clears throat> with a circle, they'll just follow us all the way around. And people in our neighborhood know that we have ducks. And so they like make sure their dogs are not like going to run after them or whatever. So we don't have harnesses Aww. for them, but they'll just follow us around the block. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, that is so cool. Well, I'm glad that they're fun. What is it like, like cleaning out, like cleaning up after them? Like, are they, 
it's not it's not fun cleaning up after guinea pigs, but it hasn't been that bad. Um, well, what is, I mean, so we have to clean their cage every night. Um, but what we do is like we kind of uh, we put like clean bark tips on top of what was already there. Um, and then we do like a full clean out like once a week or like once every other week after like there's gotten enough like composted bark chips in there. Um, and so that's that they need new food and water, which they're super messy with like every night. Um, and yeah, I mean, we don't necessarily have to bathe them like other pets. We sometimes do bring them into the bathtub and let them like splash around in there because we're just we're duck people now. <laughs> Apparently, That's what we do. But cleaning up after them, I mean, ducks are messy. Like, you just have to, if you're going to get ducks, you just have to kind of go into it knowing that, like, you're going to give them clean water and then, like, in five minutes, it's going to be full of dirt. Like, (laughs) that's just how it is. So they definitely go through a lot of water. So our water bill has probably gone up. I haven't really looked at it because Brian does all the bills. Um, But... Other than that, like, I don't see that there's really any negatives. The only other thing, I guess, is that, like, you have to be really careful when you're taking care of them because a lot of things can eat them, and they will. Like, a raccoon would take down a duck in, like, five seconds. So you have to be pretty careful with that. But other than that, they're, like, super chill. They don't leave the yard. We leave our gates open, and they won't leave the yard, and they follow us around like they're little mama birds. I just love them. They're so much fun. Well, I'm glad that it's working out because the only thing I can think of is what would you do with them if you guys went out of town? Honestly, I think we would take them with us because that's what we used to have a dog and we would take him. And I think, I don't think that we would leave the ducks. I think that we would probably just take them and make like a little makeshift cage or something. I don't know they probably would sleep inside wherever we are. Um, and then we would just pay whatever pet deposit. They do poop a lot, like most birds, right? Like they poop like a bird. Um, so we'd have to kind of figure that out. But I think we probably would just take them with us. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, so if you guys do make it to the coast, I know that you always go to the coast of Oregon for your birthday in August. Yeah. Would you just take them with you? We would probably, but this year is most likely canceled. So Brian and I were talking and like, we don't feel super comfortable about staying somewhere where other people have been, uh, no matter how good the cleaning is this year. So I think we're going to cancel it this year. Like 2020 is canceled, of course. And then we'll see how 2021 goes. But the plan is to go like twice next year. Okay. Well, and just so that everyone knows, the condo where we stay at the beach is ours. Yeah, it belongs to your mom, right? Yes. This is not like a rental where like 2,500 different families have been staying in here for the past few months. Like this is this is our place. Like the only people that have been here is my parents. So mm-hmm. Um, you know, we feel, we feel pretty safe about that, but yeah, I can understand not wanting to rent a house, especially in August, kind of at the end of the summer, at the end of peak period where like a whole bunch of other families have been there. Um, yeah, we know, might not winter. like, we might see how things are going, but also like Oregon coast towns are really small. Like they don't have a big population and they also don't have like big hospitals like the cities. And so I would hate for like me to have any kind of asymptomatic carrier, anything, even though I haven't really left the house, but like. Anyways, I would hate for that to be a thing and then me to take that down there and infect a bunch of people who can't get good medical care unless they travel. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I can I can I can see that. But, you know, it it, it sucks for you because that's like your birthday tradition to go. And it is. But um, like everybody's having their birthday canceled this year. Like I don't my son's birthday is in September and I'm pretty sure we're just going to do a birthday parade. yeah, Yeah, that's cute. 
Um, yeah. Well, and just and just to let our listeners know, I had been planning to go to Portland in July, and Caitlin and I have both decided that that's probably not a good idea. When yeah. we first made that plan, numbers were looking better, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were traveling. I know that you had an aunt that traveled from California to Portland. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who just went from Charlotte to Texas to visit her dad. And she said that everything went fine, but you know, I just, especially with them calling North Carolina, a, you know, a hot spot for COVID. I just, we just didn't feel like it's like, it's the right time for not, not that we don't want to kiss each other right on the mouth. Like we are. (laughs) Yes. Just keep your tongue to yourself. We are desperate. We are desperate to meet in person um, because I feel like that And just, you know, listeners probably already know this, but, you know, I'm closer to Caitlin than I almost than I am probably to most of the people that I know in my, you know, face to face real life. Yeah. Um, so it really, really sucks. We are we are dying to get to be together in person, but it's just not the right time. It's not. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get there. Like I have faith that like things are going to, everything is going to be okay. It's probably just going to take a while because people are not following the rules. So if you're listening to this and you're not wearing a mask, can you please follow the rules so Leanne and I can hang out? Like we really need your help. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, if you're about to walk into a store with your man, um, who you own and, um, (laughs) and, um, you're wearing a mask and he's not like, tell him to woman up and put his mask on because, or just put it on him. Just hold him down and put it on him. <laughs> yeah, like what what is going on with these dudes out here? Like not wearing their masks. But um, yeah, I I did kind of I was I was nervous because I didn't want to tell Caitlin like I'm scared now since since these three states have put it into place like North Carolina is a hot spot. So you know don't if you come here you've got to quarantine for two weeks. I was like, well that makes me nervous. I don't really understand why that is. Does that mean that I'm more likely to get it? Is our is our airport more dangerous? I just was kind of skeptical. I am usually not the person on this show that is afraid to fly. That's usually Caitlin. Yes, that's me for sure. I'm normally like, COVID be damned. I'm going to the airport. <laughs> but um, I was kind of starting to feel a little bit squinky about going to the airport and being around all of those people. Yeah. Well, and like my dad, uh, so he had hip surgery last year I think it was a couple months ago anyways um and now he has to have his other hip replaced because that one's going bad also um and that's happening on July 10th and so that was right before Leanne was scheduled to come out and so I was sitting over here nervous like trying to tell her like I don't know like if I'm gonna be able to have company because my dad's having hip surgery my mom is also going back to work on like July 5th and she works in a grocery store so I just I feel like I just feel like it's not the right time and I think that if we wait it'll be it'll be better once we hang out and we can like go and do the things and it'll be good yeah I think so too and you know it's just we want to be safe Mm -hmm. we want to and we don't want to do anything irresponsible yeah and that means I don't have to clean my basement yet I can procrastinate that still yeah and it's just longer that I don't have to go outside it's true yeah you know, because, you know, I'm just not into going outside and <laughs> right. uh, we have a we have a trip today, like plan to the to go to the beach and go to go out onto the ocean. And uh, Allison has been trying to, like, hype me up since the last time we went out there with the hot cold walk that we did. And 
She's <laughs> like, no, it'll be fine. We're going at like six o'clock. Just put on some shoes and everything's going to be fine. And I'm still kind of like, I don't know if I want to go out on that ocean. But, you know, I'm it's just, you know, being outside is, is a scary place for me. And I, I it's it's funny that I was planning this trip to Portland when I'm terrified to even go into the grocery store. Yeah. I so I was feeling very brave, but at the, at the time that I made the plan, it was, I made the plan like right at the time that Andy and I had decided to separate. Yeah. Well, and, and I think just at this point in COVID, like you, like you were doing your separation. And at this point, like people are just like thirsty for like other connection with people. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know, bring your COVID. Let's hang out. Like, I just, I need to see somebody else besides my husband and my kids and my parents. Yeah. Well, and I was feeling very kind of like indignant, like, okay, well, if I'm going to have all these weeks where he's going to have the kids, then I'm just going to fly to Portland and I'm going to fly to Texas and I'm going to fly to Lola. Like I was, right. I was like planning out my whole summer, like with all this travel and stuff, because the numbers were, I thought starting to look better. And we were going into like phase one and phase two. And now yep. the governor has moved phase three back another three weeks. So, Good. you know, it's just uh, it's just not it's just not the right time. So listeners, if you were worried that we were planning on like our our big coronavirus trip to Portland like that is <laughs> Caitlin is canceled. Caitlin is definitely <laughs> canceled. <laughs> yes, Caitlin is canceled. But speaking of Caitlin, you guys, she what? just called herself our secretary a few minutes ago. And that is not necessarily what I would call her. Um you know, we all have our various, we all, that we keep saying we all, like the two of us, we all, all two of us. Yeah, all two um, of us, yes. Yes, the, the two of us that wear all the hats on this show um, have various responsibilities. But you guys, sometimes Caitlin gets on this, like, she goes on like a work binge. I do. Uh, but uh, you guys know I'm a planner and I like to future plan. I really love it. She does. But she she goes on like these work binges and... And I'm not saying that she doesn't like work hard for the show all the time, but sometimes she's just like, I'm going to sit down and plan out the show for the next 10 years. And then she, <laughs> then she sits down with a Google doc. And the next thing I know, we have a plan yeah. in place. That's like this stellar plan for like the next 12 months of the show. We really do. We have guests. Um, well, not lined up. We have hopeful people that we're going to reach out to and like a plan for where we're going for the next, uh, through our next squad celebration, at least. Yes, exactly. So, you know, this is the time, I think, and I think that, you know, Caitlin, you will agree. If there is someone out there, listeners, that you think that you would like to hear us talk to. Mm -hmm. And the pe the categories that we kind of have mapped out are um, right now we're going to talk to Erin Condren, like affiliates and folks. Then we're going to talk to Etsy shops and like boss babes. We're also going to talk to other folks and other podcasts. Um, we're going to talk to some amazing, amazing body positive people. Um, and then we're also going to talk to the new Happy Planner Squad. So those are kind of like the categories that we have mapped out. Yes. And so far, the guests, the guest list <laughs> is somewhat tentative because yeah. it's like this is our dream guest list. We don't necessarily have everybody nailed down. Right. But now is the time if, you know, listening to those categories, if there is, um, if there's an Etsy shop that you would really like to hear from, mm -hmm. let us know. We can see if, you know, one of the ones that we currently have on the list, maybe we can swap it out or, yeah. um, you know, if there's somebody that you would like to hear from on the show, um, Caitlin has a beautiful Google doc that she has put together. <laughs> 
And um, I think that I think that we're definitely willing to you know do some swapping. And then there's some weeks where we have shows scheduled that are just us because yeah. it's it's yeah. nice for us sometimes to just be able to talk to each other and you know catch up on what's going on with each other and things like that. So just if there's anything, if there's topics that you would like for us to cover, here is our topic uh, request. Um, right. Yes, please, please send us. What would you like to hear us talk about on the show? Right, because show honestly, is, we run out of stuff. <laughs> like, yes, we do. I mean, I mean, listen. Today we're talking about ducks and guinea pigs. I mean, like you know, like right. we're we're reaching I, here. Yeah, I, and I mean, it's quarantine. It's not like we're going anywhere, and we have like nothing fun to talk about. Like, you can't go to your trampoline park. I can't take my kids to the park. You know, we're just kind of, we're running low on content here. But we have definitely. Well, Caitlin has definitely put a lot of effort into. I say we like I did anything. <laughs> Um, well, you're going to do the follow-up. You're going to reach out to these people. Well, and you know, I read headlines. I'm really good at that. Like I will bring you all the good headlines with no follow-up information from the articles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm impressed with the work that you did this week. And it's funny because I'm like sitting out by the pool, like <laughs> just chilling, watching the kids swim. And you're sending me all this information. And I'm, I'm looking over at Alice and like, God, Caitlin is on a workbench. Like she <laughs> is killing it over here with the podcast. And she's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm just sitting over here, just chilling by the pool and not doing anything. And she's like, well, maybe you should help her. Like, why don't you call her? And I was like, oh, she's got it. Like she's, she knows what she's got. She's got this. She knows what she's doing. Well, I just got so, so nervous because we finished like our squad celebration. I'm like, well, what are we doing next? You know? Well, what, yeah. What is next? So I, um, I'm excited to, to talk to E. Michelle next week. Um, thank you so much for putting that together, Caitlin. Like you are a superstar. All right, you guys, I hope that everyone has a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, you guys already know that you can find Caitlin at creating in chaos underscore official on Instagram. And you can also catch her on YouTube at creating in chaos chaos and she is back on youtube and she's doing some awesome collabs with some black yes. influencers so please go and watch those videos because they yes. are awesome and watch the videos of the influencers that she is working with because they are amazing too yes actually you can just like get the link from my video and then go watch theirs like that's what i would prefer you to do yeah and then follow them too because yep. they are definitely worth a follow Yep. And uh, she's also um, hanging out and answering DMs all the time at the Spice Chaos podcast Instagram. So she's definitely doing that, too. And if you would like to take a peek at her ducks, you can do that at ducking chaos underscore official on Instagram. This is all very true. You can find Leanne at Spice Plans on Instagram, um, YouTube and Patreon. And um, she's taking a little bit of a social media break, but I'm, I'm hoping that she'll get back to it soon because I love her content and I'm sure all of you do as well. Um, you can find her when she's playing Animal Crossing over at Spice Horizons. And of course, she has really stepped up her game with answering the Spice Chaos DMs um, <laughs> over on our Instagram page as well. So you can find her hanging out there too. Well, thank you. I, I've been getting like really excited to see the DMs coming over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know if it's because I've been taking a social media break that I've had more time to answer DMs, but I have just really enjoyed interacting with our listeners and just trying to get to everybody. And if we've missed your DM, it's not personal. It's just because we just have 
we get a lot over there. Yeah, we're just doing the best we can. But, you know, just continue to DM us, badger us if we haven't answered you. Just, you know. Yeah. And you can get us on our personal pages, too. Like, I, my inbox is all cleared out. So if you can't get us in the Spice Chaos inbox, you can inbox us at our personal ones, too. Yes. I currently only have 17 that I haven't read. Ooh, that's much better than what, like, 7 million that you had before. Mm-hmm, I know. I, I, at one point, had, like, 74 unread DMs, and now <laughs> I only have 17. So that's that's definitely better. I've whittled it down to only 17. and That's improved. Um, yeah, that is much, much improved. So... Yeah, everyone enjoy your week and we will be back with you on Friday for a mini-sode and we're going to have a question this week. So be paying attention to the socials because we're going to have something that we're going to ask you. We're not sure yet what it's going to be because right now it's only Saturday. So just give us a minute. That's right. And, <laughs> we'll and um, Monday probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it out there for you Monday on all the socials. So yeah, um, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye friends. Bye.